Welcome to another episode of Collected Conversations. I'm your host, Mike Brewer, and today I have the great privilege of sitting down with Christy Ficker, the Vice President of Enterprise Growth at Real Inc. Christy, welcome to the show. Hey, it's so great to be here. So grateful that I'm a part of this. Thanks, thank Mike, you so, so much. Yeah, and thank you so much for agreeing to do it. Uh, going, Getting on and doing video is probably something you're very adept at, but I'm still learning the art. Even after a thousand episodes, I'm still learning the art of video, so... Chrissy, why don't we start out by letting you tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about uh, what you do at, at uh, Reallink, and if you could throw in what a Reallink Rue is, that would be awesome. Oh, I would love to talk about that. Well, just a quick little background on me. I've been in the industry. This is my 24th year, so I know I don't look it, but I've been around for a while. <laughs> um, like most people got into this industry by accident. You know, I, I needed a discount on an apartment and started as a leasing consultant and just fell in love with it, fell in love with the industry. And I think that's why you and I are probably still here today. You just love the bigger cause of finding home for people. Um, but worked my way up over the years and was in uh, marketing, higher level marketing roles for about 17 years before I came over to this other side of the industry. Sometimes people think it's the dark side, but the <laughs> partnership side, if you will. And the only reason I really made that move was I was always trying to be an early adopter and really love to focus on technology and what was coming next in the industry. And I was fortunate to work with a really a good company that was pretty forward thinking, but I still felt like we weren't always moving fast enough. And I just had that hunger to be doing everything first. You know, even if it wouldn't work, I wanted to try it. So I found out that I could move a little more quickly when I came over to the technology side of the industry. And so, you know, that's where we are today um, with Reallink. And it gave me more flexibility too. So work-life balance, you know, the hours are pretty stringent when you're out working in the field or working on site. And so that that side, I like, I like a little better about this side too. Um, and then you asked about, Real Inc. So who I work for now. So we are a video leasing engagement company and it's really very different than, you know, we video is just consumed so much these days, like 4,000 times more than any other kind of content. And, you know, we're probably doing that when we're scrolling social media, we're probably watching videos more than static posts. Or if you've got kids, they're on TikTok. Shoot, even the adults are on TikTok all day long now. So, yeah. you know, you can't get away from video. It's just so entertaining. Um, but that's what we do. But it's very different than some of your, mar what I call your marketing videos or sexy marketing videos. You always need those. Those are going to go on the homepage of your new website. I know you guys are working on a website. That's what's always going to be front and center. Uh, what we do is more like what you and I are doing right now. So it's chit-chatting, but with a prospect or with a resident. Um, there's a live version to it, like what we're doing right now. So you can sort of, you know, chat and have a quick consult with somebody before they come out to the property. Or, you know, you can have pre-recorded videos too. So if you want videos of, of the exact apartment that this person is interested in, that you can send to them before they make the trip out, um, that's really what we're all about. But it's the authentic side of that. So we don't want it to be overly produced or overly branded. It's just getting your leasing team in front of those prospects faster. So that's what we do, which leads me then to your third question. I think it was the third question about the real link rule. That's so right. <laughs> this is our mask. Our mascot is a kangaroo, believe it or not. And most people are like, gosh, why would you pick that for your company? You're thinking like you want to be a lion, like ferocious and <laughs> taking over the market or taking over the multifamily space. Um, but our team was in, you know, a team building session. We were mapping out some branding and 
everyone was asked the question of what, what animal, you know, do you think would represent the company? And it was so, it was such a great exercise and everyone had different ideas, but we landed on a kangaroo um, because we learned a few things about these animals. It's nothing that I had initially considered, but um, kangaroos are actually fierce. They move very quickly, a lot faster than what you think that they would. And so what we do is we let people just make an authentic connection more quickly, close your leases faster, engage better. Um, and so that fierceness and, you know, just fiercely um, protects or enables the human connection. And so we liked the fierce side of the kangaroo. And then um, they also care for, they've, they've got their pouches, right? Like they care for their young, they care for their team. Uh, that's what we're all about internally. We have an amazing culture. And so we felt like that little nurturing aspect fit really well. Um, but they also take leaps. And like I said, you know, in my career, what I was always so hungry for, like adopting new things and kangaroos aren't afraid to, aren't afraid to leap or to try new things or to stretch a little further. And that's what we're all about too. And want to try to encourage that with, with everyone within our team and, you know, within the industry. So thus the real link Roo was born. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I really do. I when I was sitting down and doing a little bit of research for this for this interview today, I I came across that on your website and I was like, that is just and it made me instantly think, okay, what would what would our animal be? But I I couldn't. It's like I don't know how I would do that or how to come up with that. But anyway, I love it. Um, it you know, as you were going through that, there were several things that came to mind for me. But one one really strikes home and, I, and I'll preface very briefly by saying that way back in let's call it 2000 actually 1998 gee whiz I mean I'm dating myself but 1998 I was working with equity residential properties at the time and and our regional vice president had a video camera and he came out to the property and he he put uh, me and my regional manager Greg Serbana you probably know him we were standing in front of the video camera and we were talking about a program that we were doing at the property and I froze I could not I couldn't speak. It was like somebody took everything out of my head and threw it to the side and I just I couldn't. So that is to ask you this question. I lead by saying that by so I could ask. My imagination tells me there are many people, you know, maybe not the youth in our generation, but certainly people in our in our multifamily space that hesitate and get to get in front of a camera. How do you get people over that? Well, one, the more you do it, the better you get. So it's like public speaking. It's like taking tours. I remember when I was taking my first tour on property, I was so nervous. Did I remember where the model was? Did I have the right, did I pull the right key for the model? You know, do I remember to point out things? Did I take the ID? Like, it's just like the first week that you're touring when you start in the business. But the more you do it, then you can do it in your sleep, right? Like, you know, all of the things, you don't need the reminders. You don't need the checklist on your desk. So I would say the more you do it, the better you get. Um, but we also in this culture of, you know, like the Instagram culture of everyone being so picture perfect, that's not what people want to see. Like they want the real and the authentic version of you. I mess up my videos all the time. We actually put blooper reels out to the public all the time because it's so funny. You just can't take yourself too seriously. Um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get and you'll learn to, you know, maybe slow down. Maybe you, I have a tendency to talk really quickly. I get really excited, but you know, you learn to slow down and you, you learn to perfect it a bit. 
But a really great example that I have with this is we were buying a new car for our son last week and I was reaching out to auto dealerships and just, it's quite a far drive for us to get to these locations. And so before I get there, you know, things always look great in the pictures, but then you get there and it's really like not in as great of shape as what you thought it was. And so to save us time, I would, you know, message a dealership and say, Hey, do you still have this vehicle in stock? And they'd say, yes. And I'd say, is there any way that you could get like a walk around video for me? Like, could you open the doors and just let me get a, a better look at this before we drive an hour and a half there? And there was um, some people, I actually got quite a few videos back and people took all different approaches to this, right? But we ended up making a purchase. And so this guy, I messaged him and within probably one minute of me reaching out and just saying, is this vehicle still available? He said, yes. And I said, could you get a video for me? It's just so important for me to get this. He said, I'll be right back. He said, I will get right back with you. And so he immediately went and he comes back and I get this video file from him. And he had actually gone back into the service department of the dealership. The car was up on a lift. They were working on it. It was a recent trade-in. So it hadn't been detailed or anything yet. And he wasn't afraid of that. He knew that this was so important to me. So he takes this walk around video and he was so informal. I mean, there's noise going on in the background. Guys are working on the cars. You know, this guy's not in the best like sales environment to be taking this video, but he gets it anyway. And it's just a quick, it's under one minute. He walks, does walks all around it, you know, tells me his thoughts about it. Does he think it would be a great fit? He was super honest. I get the video and I look at it and I said, we're on our way. And he made the sale that like, like the very same day. And so he wasn't necessarily worried about, he knew I saw all of the fancy, you know, marketing photos and everything else on the website. I'd seen that. Now I was looking for the real and the raw. Yeah. So if you're not, you know, unless they're asking you to be on, you know, a very branded kind of video, I would say you got to roll with it. Like that's what you're, I was not expecting anything fancy. I just wanted to get you know, straight to the point of what I actually needed in order to make a decision. And so you can't be afraid of that. Like it, it will and could lead to a sale. And so that's a really good example from outside of our industry. Um, you can also, I think, um, you can create videos that don't go anywhere. Like you can just do it for yourself, like on your computer, pull up your, you know, iMovie or whatever you've got and just record something really quickly and see what you think. That that's right. Yeah. That, yeah. I think if I, I'd add to that, the, I mean, multifamily collective, which was called apartment hacker for the longest bit of time was just that it, it, when I started shooting video 2014, 2015, I can't, I can't remember the date, but it was just because I wanted to get comfortable in front of a camera because I knew at some point that this would be a technology that would emerge and become important, whether it be for personal branding sake or for professional branding sake, you, you needed to get adept at that. So yes, to your point, pull out the camera, make a video. Don't be afraid to post it out into the world because the world will give you a and you're going to get views. Listen, you're going to get views no matter what. Like That's you can right. look, people don't necessarily care what you look like as much as they care about what you have to say. And so if, you, if the weight of your words are good enough and strong enough, then it doesn't matter if you flub that up, if your hair, not having the best hair day, like that's my problem. I'll feel like, oh gosh, I don't really look camera ready today. You know, I have to get over that sometimes. Um, but you have to, because people do want to hear what you have to say and you'll get engagement no matter what. You're definitely going to get more engagement with an imperfect video than you will with the most perfect regular, let's say social media post. You're always going to get more engagement. I believe you just have that. to try so, it. You just have to do it. Yeah, that's it. Just, yeah, 
feel the fear and do it anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Melissa White, who's one of my favorite people in the industry, and she's, I think, in your market. I think she's down in Atlanta. Um, she has a slogan and it she just says, do it afraid. You have to do things afraid. And I got to thinking about that when I ran for city council quite a few years ago, and I'm still on there now, but that was a very scary thing for me to do. It's something like I kind of always wanted to do, but then once I put myself into it and like signed on the dotted line and I'm running this campaign and it's very public, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what in the world did I get myself into? Can I handle the time commitment? Do I know what I'm doing? Do, like, do I, am I going to walk into these meetings if I win this and, you know, look like a complete idiot? And I just realized like, it just resonated with me that you just have to go, you just have to try it, you know, and you figure it out as you go and you perfect it as you go. So it's the kind of like, you know, progress over perfection. Uh, And it's the same way with video. If you're afraid of that, if you're afraid of public speaking, you just have to do it. And the more, not even, I don't even know if it's about quantity and like doing it a lot, that certainly helps. But the first time you do it, it's like, once you do it, you breathe this sigh of relief. (laughs) And it's such a sense of accomplishment to have done something that you were afraid of. Oh yeah. I I think that is so true. And I, I, I think if one other thing I'd add to that is to find your find yourself a good coach that is not afraid to tell you the things you don't want to hear and and show them your videos, especially as it relates to the platform that you have, Christy, and, and certainly the the value of video and uh, marketing multifamily. It it's uh, it's good to have a coach who's not afraid to say, "Hey, you say uh a lot," or you know whatever your love word is that you, you defer to. But it's it's nice to have a coach. I love the love word. I have not heard that before, but I love that. And I definitely have love words. They're they're always there, aren't they? (laughs) I'm going to start using. Yeah, I'm going to start using that. I think that too with, you know, that's something that, that we do and that I started asking people is, hey, do you want me to look at one of your videos and just review it for you? Because you might have really great content. What you're saying might be great, but maybe you don't have the technical know how or like the editing skills to make it look really sharp. And that's where I don't have those skills either. I'm not great at editing and adding the music and the captions and all of those wonderful things. Um, but there are some people who are really good at that. And I wanted to know how to do it. Um, recording a podcast. I mean, that's something I've always wanted to do. And so I'm like taking notes as to how you're running this today so I can figure (laughs) out how to do it. And so that's a form of coaching too, that people can give you. You just have to be willing to ask or take notice. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yes. And if you figure out the podcasting thing, certainly let me know your tips and tricks. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I got to get going first. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to bring it back to the multifamily space, how video is in, it really invaded the space. I, I certainly think we many people smarter than me have said this before, but COVID really accelerated the pace and the adoption of this particular avenue or mini, media. If you're, um, if you're, coaching or giving guidance to on-site teams in terms of how they use your product and what to highlight. I, I watched a bunch of examples on your website, uh, but maybe if you could talk about some of those things that you would guide and direct people to talk about, because it wasn't just the asset itself and or the unit itself or the amenity set itself. It, it seemed like a much bigger picture there, and it was pre-recorded videos in addition to live video. So kind of talk us through what you would do in terms of giving guidance to a to a site team to tell a story about a property. Yeah, sure. Well, and I think one thing, if I take it just a step backward from there, what I hear a lot is 
Well, I can't, I've been asking my team to create videos for years and they don't, they won't even try. So why should I not pay someone for this service where I still have to create the videos? And I say, okay, well, how were you asking them to create those in the first place? Were you just saying like, Hey guys, go make a, a, a video of your one bedroom. That's not a lot of direction. You know, <laughs> leasing people weren't hired to, to create videos. They're not videographers, they're leasing people. And so we're not giving them very specifics. We're just saying, go do this. And some of them probably, again, are making like TikTok videos every day. Right. And so they're super savvy and they can go do it. And others probably are like, okay, well, I can pull out the camera on my phone and I can like stand and pan around the apartment. And that's probably the extent of what we're going to get. And I think what's very different and what you get with us is, you know, you're not expecting your teams to, to shoot this video or a movie by themselves without a director. Now you're getting a director. So you're getting the person that's going to tell you, here's exactly what you need to shoot. And here's how you need to shoot it. And here's where you need to shoot it. And here's the environment that you need to have. And here are the tools that we're going to give you to do that. So that's the advantage that you get versus just, you know, giving this blanket directive of go shoot some videos of the property or go get some, you know, photos of the model. Um, you get someone who's helping you and holding your hand through that whole process. So storytelling with video really is all about what, what do they not see on your website? You know, mm -hmm. if, if someone is reaching out just in the example I gave with a vehicle, when we were shopping for a vehicle, I needed to see more than what was shown on that website, right? I wanted the up close. I wanted the live video. I wanted to walk around. I wanted to see, you know, open the doors. Like, what are you hiding or what, just what am I what am I not seeing here? Yeah. And it's the same way with apartments. People always have that. It's, it's why they always want to see a unit besides the model. They, they're afraid the model will, does everything look like the model? Right. Because we know that you guys like decorate this beautiful, but everything else might not look the same. So just painting that whole picture, but what can you show with video that maybe isn't shown in your other marketing materials? And again, this is like, this is raw. It's very authentic video. It's not overly produced. So what are the things that they would want to see? You know, something that people don't think of, and it doesn't sound very sexy is I always encourage them to, you know, go in and turn on the water pressure and like, let it run. Oh yeah. It's a function that you don't think about until you move in and you're actually using that feature, but is it good is, I mean, if it's bad, that's bad. None of us like, <laughs> it doesn't work right. You know? Um, so I recommend just, what are the things that you don't get out of your regular marketing materials. What what are the behind the scenes looks that, that you can capture? Um, I think your team, we do not show off our on-site teams enough. We know they are who they are the reason that people rent. That's right. 100%. They rent That's our people right. before they ever rent apartments. Um, give your team a chance to shine. So again, we have to get them comfortable with being on camera, but meeting the team and I'll tell you what, like some of the number one videos are maintenance videos. And these maintenance guys, like they don't like to always be on video. We have to get them comfortable with it too. Or sometimes, you know, you don't have to show your face. If it's a tutorial video, for example, you know, how to reset a garbage disposal or how to change a furnace filter, you don't have to show their face. You can zoom in and just show the hands, you know, here's how you slide in the new filter and take this one out and, and all that. So I think the maintenance teams though, we've seen service requests go down by 50%. Um, by using video tutorials, uh, which is just yeah. crazy. So that's another whole side of the story that you can tell is um, how can you think of, think about your top five service requests that you get? Like any manager could tell you what the top five requests are that they get in any given day right. and create a video tutorial for those. 
So if somebody calls and they say, I have my garbage disposal isn't working, we can say, actually, I have a potential fix for that. I might not even have to send maintenance. I'm going to send you a link to this video. And, you know, the video is showing the little red button that you hit the reset button. Right. Um, and right. that may or may not work. But if it does, then the resident just got a resolution faster. That's and right. the other piece of it is your maintenance team didn't have to go out. You didn't even have to write the work order. And then, you know, if they try that and it doesn't work, then now your team knows for sure they need to get out and get there, but you didn't waste their time or the resident's time. That's so right. those tutorials, those are things that people don't always think about. And I put it in this context, Mike, if you need to know how to do something, do you go and find, do you go, you know, dig through your junk drawer and find the instruction manual, or do you open a Google tab? Google all day long. <laughs> yes. And you, and when I Google, even now I used, I used to read, you know, look for blog posts or articles or how to's, and now I'm going to video. I'm, I'm looking for video and I'm looking for the shortest video because I need an answer and I need it right now. That's, that's right. what your residents are doing too. And even your prospects as they're looking for apartments, but that's the kind of content that you want to create is the content that they can't get anywhere else. And then of course you can use it in follow up. It's huge in follow up emails when you personalize that and add their name. Hey, Mike, here's the video of the one bedroom that we talked about on the phone. You know, so glad you reached out to us today. It was great to meet you. Looking forward to hosting you for your tour. Um, and they consume that more than what they'll probably actually read, you know, the body of your email. That's well, in, in I sort of along those lines, does it talk to us about captioning? So not only I've, I've read somewhere and I won't be able to cite the source, but having not only the video up there, but also having captioning, because sometimes where that viewer might be viewing from doesn't allow them to have the volume up, right? Yes, so, yes. So our product does include captioning. You can get a caption on any video that you create with Reolink. Um, now, if you're using your, you know, your phone, there are some other third-party sources where you know you can get your video captioned and, and put it sure. out there. But most people are consuming video on their mobile device. And if you think about it, I know you and I both probably do this. I'm sitting in a doctor's office. I'm sitting, you know, That's waiting right. for a meeting at school with the kids at a sporting event. I don't have the volume up on my phone, but I want to see a video. I do this on LinkedIn a lot, just, you know, business people and people I follow who I really want to hear what they have to say, but I can't turn up the volume. I am following those captions. So yeah. I, you know, you get some value there. And then of course, sometimes you can get some SEO value or some other marketing value out of it too. If you've got that, those keywords and, and the copy in there. That, that makes sense. So talk to us, you used a word there uh, that I think is, is very germane, very applicable personalization. And talk to us about the kind of the deeper impact of personalization as it relates to marketing and in how that in my head increases engagement and thus the call to action gets you know employed more executed more so talk to us about personalization okay so <laughs> i'll get really passionate about this i love it it's really hard for people to say no to someone that they've met and that they like so i look at you know video there were early adopters of video, as you mentioned last year during the pandemic. I mean, everyone had to adopt video of some sort, whether it was using Reolink or Zoom or FaceTime, you know, they had some kind of a video tool most properties did. Um, that's not going away post COVID. People like that, people like that interaction. And so I look at, now you might not need video because your offices aren't closed, but you do need it to build that relationship and to create that connection more quickly. 
So, I mean, you can look at the data now, just, I mean, any Google report that comes out, people were touring, you know, a year, two years ago, they were picking like three to five properties, you know, to, to actually go out and tour. So they're doing all of their research online and then they're picking, you know, three to five properties. They physically go out and take a tour. Now they're only touring like one to three properties. So that number's coming down. So your odds of, you know, them even visiting your property or you making the shortlist, now it's even harder to make the shortlist because the shortlist is shorter. <laughs> um, and this is where personalization comes in. So you might've been using video for completely virtual tours last year, but now where you need to use it is it's almost, it's replacing the phone call and email. So when you and I got started in the business, everything was by phone. People called the property, we'd answer the phone, we'd set the appointment, and then email came about. And I remember the property management systems, like we couldn't even log email leads yet. Like they didn't have that field in the software right. systems. <laughs> so we were trying to figure out how do you distinguish between, you know, a phone call lead and an email lead. And now we've got video leads, if you will. Yeah. So a lead essentially comes in, but think about if you just have a quick, consult with that prospect before they come out, just a quick two minute, five minute call to just introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Christy. Like I saw you're looking for a two bedroom. Just wanted to quickly run through, you know, what you're looking for. I want to pull up and show you a couple of things so I can have this ready when you come out. So one, it's going to weed out the people who aren't as interested. Your leads are going to be really hot that are walking in the door and it's going to be hard for them to not show up for that tour when they've already met you face to face. Oh, good. So point. I'm on here, I'm chatting with you. I'm building this relationship and rapport with you. And do you remember when they did leasing training and we, it was phone call training and they taught us, you know, you have to smile and some people <laughs> had mirrors on their desk, you know, to make sure you're smiling on your leasing calls and you're raising your voice an octave because you cannot get that sentiment through over the phone. It's so hard. You don't have body language. You can't see anything. So that's the beauty of video. And this is how you personalize it. And I don't mean using their name. I mean, this is where you get to personalize and sell yourself and meet that prospect and convince them that you've got this warm energy. You're welcoming. You really are like so excited for them to come out and visit that's the personalization and that's what wins them over. And then they're going to probably make your property the first one on the list and maybe not even go anywhere else. Yeah. I get so excited about that. <laughs> I can tell it's awesome. <laughs> well, and then, you know, and then through follow-up too. So, you know, you're following up if they don't rent on their first visit and you're following up and you're just sending fun video messages that are relevant to them and not long. I mean, like, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, nothing super long, but just mentioning by them by name. And they're going to connect your face to that again, too. They've seen you before. They're remembering who you are and they buy the people before they buy the apartment. So it just makes your follow-up more memorable. Um, and you can track it better too. Obviously you can track video views, you know, when they click on it, when they watch it, if they're forwarding it to other people. And so you get a lot of data on the back end that just better informs your follow-up efforts or, you know, what your next step is in that sales process as a leasing agent. That, that makes sense. It, you know, it, as you were speaking through that, it brought to mind for me, I, I am an introvert, just painfully shy in, and especially in big social settings. And I started out as a leasing consultant. I found that to be a very painful experience because I was so shy and, and so introverted, but it, it brings to mind for me, like you, I think the first time I met you, it was online, either by way of Twitter, Snapchat, by way of yeah. some, something like that, right? And, and then the first time I met you in person, it was like the ice was already broken, right? What would otherwise be a very awkward conversation for me, because I'm not good at chit chat, I'm, I'm not good at small talk, 
that was already out of the way. Right. That's, and I that's a good imagine. example. Yes. I forgot about that. I mean, that was a whole core group of us and we that's were, right. you know, chatting every week and it was such a good group of industry experts. And that was, that was our way of again, leveling up and looking outside of our own companies to just what's coming next for the industry. And we wanted to be a step ahead, but we built these great relationships from that online experience. Such that's a great right. point. That's right. So let's segue here to kind of move toward closing out the episode, I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to, if I, if I'm putting you on the spot, just let me know that and we'll shift gears, but I just kind of forecasting forward in the multifamily space. I, you hear lots of words like machine learning, artificial intelligence and video and the platforms that, that are back, all of those sorts of things. If you're sort of crystal ball thinking for just a second, how do you think some of those technologies come together to create a better either team member experience or consumer experience, or even I think there's business partner experience that's in an equation or even for owners and investors, just how do, how do you see the world coming together, maybe through the lens of marketing, but all those things coming together to present a different experience for people? Yeah, well, from like the team member experience, I here I'm seeing some really early indicators. This is I'm so excited about this because I mentioned that I came over to the side of the industry for some more flexibility with scheduling. Mm -hmm. um, and I am seeing some people right now, we have some clients who are actually using video to retain and attract more talent. And here's how they're doing that. Okay. So in multifamily, if you work on site, you rarely get a weekend off, or if you do, it's maybe one weekend a month, you know, we're just, it's a seven day a week business. Most properties are open six or seven days a week. That's right. Um, and during, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people went remote. And so for maybe a hot minute, leasing people got to be remote, but it still wasn't, you know, wasn't yeah. a lot. And some people never were remote still who they were, you know, the boots on the ground, they're on the front lines. And so what we're seeing is there, there are huge staffing shortages, right? And we're an industry that typically has some, some higher turnover. And so what they're doing is they are actually, their leasing offices are now only going to be open Monday through Friday, like eight to five or nine to six. They're going to be closed on the weekends, except for self-guided or virtual tours. Ah. And I just thought a light bulb went off and I thought, oh my goodness, I would have loved this when I worked on site. And I, that's just an option that's never been available to the people in the industry, but also do, do your offices really need to be open because this is how consumers are preferring to shop. And I, that's you know, right. I've mentioned it. I mean, other industries are doing it this way. Um, so could it work one, how much would that just retain your employees and keep them from going somewhere else if they had the weekends off or they could just lease from their desk at home and not have to actually go into the office or you had some limited hours. Um, and then two, it's just, does that help you attract new talent too? I mean, people are going to go wherever they've got the best flexibility scheduling. Some companies are doing, you know, unlimited PTO. We're hearing all kinds of crazy packages, not necessarily for site level teams, but I, I, I was so excited that we were inching closer to that. Yeah, I, I think you're so spot on and it's to that DIY or do it yourself sort of mentality of the consumer today is predicated on things like Amazon and Apple. They've all sort of big companies have trained us how to behave as consumers and the multifamily space is not immune to those sort of shifts and changes that are taking place. And in our team members should certainly enjoy the, the byproducts of all of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the other piece of it too, you know, going back to like the consumer <clears throat> side or the owner and investor side, owners and investors, you know, they're, they're trying to protect their asset. They financially want to do well with this asset and investment. 
Um, and one of the things that they can do, whether it's Reallink or you know any video product, is you can easily pivot your operations and keep going. You can keep operating. So we saw this during the pandemic, of course, but you know last it was earlier this year. I don't know January, February, and there was a crazy winter weather event down in Texas. Right. They don't handle snow well. Like they don't have the equipment to do this. Right. So Texas essentially shut down for a couple of days. People could not get to work because the roads were so bad. And what do you have to do in that case? Well, you have to call your appointments and you have to say, hey, we're, we can't open the office today. We have to cancel these tours off the books. Well, if you have video, you don't have to cancel those. You know, the prospect can dial in online. You can dial in online. And so essentially your operations continue to run. It's just a modified version of that, but it's such a quick pivot. And that's something that we just like pre-pandemic never had. Now we kind of have it. Some people stopped having it once, you know, we're on the other side of the pandemic and it, there will always be something. It's not going to be a pandemic, but there's going to be a hurricane. There's going to be a fire. There's, you know, I mean, this is the industry full of surprises. Nothing, <laughs> nothing is too crazy to happen in this industry, oh, but no. video, you know, as an owner and operator, it really could help you keep operating. Even if you're home at your desk, dialing in with the prospect versus sitting in the leasing office. Oh yeah, that that's right. And it, it, I, I read an article the other day and I, Again, I won't be able to cite the source. I read, I read so much, but it's they were they were speaking about the increased level of activity, uh, meaning to speak to your point about somebody of leasing consultants sitting there on a Saturday, they may be able to handle four prospects, right? If you're doing really good tours, traditional tours, that that maybe get maybe six at the most, right? But now that you have this kind of technology, this kind of video delivery experience in, in DIY, maybe you're visiting with either directly or indirectly 12 to 15 or 20 to 25 consumers on a Saturday, right? So you're, yeah. you're, you're kind of have a multiplier. You you, there, well, there is. So we've got data speaking to that. I think the other interesting thing is, so there was a, a poll in multifamily share space on that site asking, just people in the industry, what is your preferred way to tour? If you have to take a tour, what is your favorite way to do it? In-person, virtual, self-guided, 83% of the people said that they wanted to take, they wanted prospects to have to take an in-person tour. And I'm thinking, I get that. Leasing people, we're people people. We wanna be in sure. front of the people. We want them to feel our energy. We wanna build that relationship and connection, show them all the bells and whistles, right? So I get it. But on the flip side of that, another survey at the same point in time, and this was of prospects, and they they interviewed prospects who had all done virtual tours. This was from Satisfax, by the way. So it's not a real link stat. It's like a third party. So they interviewed people who had taken some kind of a virtual tour in the last year, and 52% of them said that they would tour virtually without ever having to come and see the unit in person. So, right. And I, I shop that way too. And there, yes, you will have people who want to come in and do a personal tour, get it. We will always have that, but we also shouldn't be forcing the customers or the consumers to shop our way. So basically 50% of your traffic just wants to connect like this and we're not letting them. And so then when you put the time to it, I'll tell you virtual tours tend to be a little shorter than a regular tour. I mean, you cut out your tour route sometimes, or, you know, you just kind of get down to the nitty gritty faster. And so we found it's typically a three or four to one ratio that you can substitute with virtual tours. So you can basically take three or four times as many tours or touch as many prospects in the same time that you would one 
in the traditional tour. Yeah. Which is crazy. So then if you're a leasing person and you think about commissions and you're earning commissions and you like money, right. think about what that does for your paycheck. That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> if you can tour, it's it's a numbers game, right? If you can tour four times the amount of prospects, you're you're likely to yield more out of that. Right. So. Right. Well, let's uh let's bring it to a close. I want to give you the opportunity to leave our audience and our listeners with any words of wisdom that you might, and certainly take another opportunity to plug your organization. Uh, and then uh, we will call it an episode. Well, thanks. This has been so great. I would say something I love to tell people, whether they're new or old to the industry, is try new things. Um, I always encourage them to be an early adopter in their own company. So whatever your company, your company is always rolling out something new. And I know the last thing you want is one more system to log into, or you know, one more piece of software, or one more technology tool, something to keep track of. But what it does when you do embrace that and try it is you learn something new. Um, the new technology, it doesn't always work, but it gives you an opportunity to give feedback. Um, right. You usually get to be involved with some higher ups or some other people in the company that maybe you don't directly report to. So it gets you more exposure in your company. Um, and get your name out there. You know, if you're hungry, want to want to be promoted, you know, want to make a great career in the industry, that's just, it's something that I did. I'm always trying to do a better job at that, but try to embrace it, try it, and then give, obviously, you know, give feedback on how to make it better because that's what they're looking for. That's but that's right. so much better than being the person who just says, I'm not trying this. It won't work. You know, you have to give it a chance. So I always encourage people to do that. And the other thing that I encourage people to do, which um, I probably would have been seeking you out since you're an, in, you know, in, uh, extra, or introvert. Um, <laughs> whenever I go to an event, it might be an industry event. It could be something just local here in my community. I look for the people who look like they are either alone and don't have a whole team with them or who just are a little more quiet and not as outgoing. And I go and pick a seat next to those people and kind of say, come with, come with me, come like, who? Yeah. tell me about you. Where do you work? What do you do? And I make a new connection that way. So for those of us who are more extroverts, I, I always look for the introverts or people who don't have their whole team with them. If you're going to a conference or an event, don't sit with your whole team. You're with them all day. You work with these people all day, every day, go meet someone new because that's exactly how you and I initially connected was just branching out meeting right. new people. And I've just, I've learned so much from you over the years. I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, so just like you have to go out and meet new people. It, the best possible things come from it. it it's, it's so, so true. And, and I, I echo that back to you. It's uh, introverts love people like you because you make us feel more comfortable in social environments. So you don't, you don't make us feel uncomfortable. So I thank you thank for you. everything you've given me over the years as well. And uh, I appreciate you again for taking the time to do this. Uh, and uh, and look forward to do it again. We'll do a round two at some point, uh, but I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Christy. And uh, we will talk again soon. Yeah, Take thanks, care. Mike. All right, bye Take care, now. see you, friend. See you. <laughs>